At least until they reach a certain scale, B2B SaaS companies tend to be unsure of how to approach their paid marketing budget. By now, many of them are familiar with the three to one golden ratio for customer lifetime value, LTV, and also customer acquisition cost. It's a metric widely attributed to Trello founder, Joel Spolsky, to which we enthusiastically subscribe. But getting SaaS marketing budgets right can be tricky. And knowing the proper metric is only the first step here. Now, for one reason or another, uncertainty about which channels to invest in, a narrow product-centric approach to business, bewilderment about how to calculate their LTV to CAC ratio, whatever it is, founders of small and mid-sized SaaS companies often significantly underinvest in marketing. Whether the product of short-sightedness or just being a little bit green here, the result is virtually always suboptimal growth. Of course, it's possible to err in the other direction. A company with an LTV to CAC ratio of one to one is in trouble. They're barely breaking even. But when they're operating at the golden ratio or better, SaaS companies should spend as much time as possible to acquire customers. Failing to do so effectively seeds market share as competitors grab up new users by marginally increasing their marketing spend. For B2B SaaS companies, the stakes are especially high because products tend to be stickier than B2C. And once a customer signs up for a service, they're often going to be locked out of the market for some time. If a company starts using Drift, for example, it's going to be a while before they consider jumping to HubSpot. And once they sign up with Keep, which was Infusionsoft previously, and they integrate it into their site and marketing campaigns, it takes a lot of effort to switch to ActiveCampaign. Now, even if a business custom has some quibbles with a SaaS product, the cost of switching to a new service will far outpace those of staying with their current service, making the customer unenthusiastic about jumping ship at all. Just think of the headaches that would be involved in moving a team off Slack or of trying to sub in an alternative to Google Analytics. Creating solutions that customers consider indispensable is what makes SaaS such a satisfying and, and really high-value sector, but it also makes the business of winning clients a particularly urgent one. For B2B SaaS companies, a sufficient marketing budget is essential to ensure growth rates are optimized and doors aren't unnecessarily left open for competitors. In this episode, we'll share our strategy for getting it right. Along the way, we'll cover a number of important stepping stone issues, like what most B2B SaaS companies get wrong about the budgets, how to work backwards from target MRR to the right marketing budget, and how to think about payback periods too. I'm Mark Thomas, I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search, and today I'm gonna to talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you wanna read more, you should go to our website, it's poweredbysearch.com, and check us out there. Now, when companies approach us, they always need guidance, but they're often not sure of what kind. They know their marketing isn't doing what they want it to, but they don't know why or how to think strategically about fixing it. And so we begin by asking questions. We're ultimately looking to achieve that three to one LTV to CAC ratio, right? So first on our list is what's your LTV? Now, many clients don't know, or they say that it depends, which is understandable. There are a variety of formulas for LTV, and many of them are long and drawn out, requiring a variety of variables, such as average purchase value, average purchase frequency rate, customer lifespan, monthly sales force expenditures, etc. All that stuff adds up. It makes it complicated. The relevant information also is often scattered across various departments organized on one or another hard-to-find spreadsheet, and sometimes the underlying data is less than cut and dried, marred by things like office politics, human error, and emotional decision-making. We cut through all of that noise with a cocktail napkin formula for LTV that we consider to be about 98% accurate. 
It's monthly recurring revenue divided by monthly churn. Now, because the former is a measure of growth and the latter a sign of decay, there's no SaaS founder who isn't intimately familiar with these figures. And once they know their LTV, it's often immediately clear that they're underfunding their marketing budget. Some founders even have some usually arbitrary idea about how much they want to increase their spending. Now for SaaS companies in the 1 million to 10 million annual revenue range, the figure for increased marketing spend tends to come in at around $10,000 to $15,000. But even if their current LTV to CAC ratio suggests that they ought to spend significantly more, if it's 5 to 1, say, or even 8 to 1, that's not necessarily a bad place to start. It's better to ramp up gradually and observe the effects. That means, you know, almost always more demos and at a stable or lower cost too. It's always better to do that than to charge off into the unknown. But SaaS companies with arbitrary ideas about setting a marketing budget also often want to focus on simply apportioning that budget across a handful of pretty much also arbitrarily chosen channels. The headlines here, they're just not thinking strategically. Now let's talk about how to work backward from that target MRR to the right marketing budget. Now if a founder knows their current MRR, and as we mentioned, they all do, chances are they also have a target for MRR growth. From that number, we can work backwards step by step to find a marketing budget that will reliably produce the target. For example, if a SaaS company wants to add $10,000 in revenue a month and their product has a subscription fee of $500, that means they need to sign up an additional 20 users per month. To figure out how to get there, we first ask, what percentage of demos do they close? Now, founders tend to overestimate their answer at somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 to 80% of demos for good prospects. The total figure, the one that we actually need, is generally closer to 30 or 40%, suggesting that they're demoing too many prospects that aren't sales ready. But hey, that's a topic for another episode. Picture this. You're the person who drove the idea of a business model that was one of the main reasons that HubSpot pulled off such good IPO. And then you join a startup that has a few thousand dollars MRR. Not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, just thousands. Find out more about why Pete Caputa made that big career move and how he grew Databox from a few thousand MRR to hundreds of thousands. That's episode two of Inflection Point, available wherever you get your podcasts. Back to the show. Now, once we know what fraction of their demos a SaaS company is closing, let's call it one in four here. We can calculate how many demos per month they need to reach the number of new users required to hit their target for MRR growth, statistically speaking anyway. To extend our example, a company that needs 20 new users a month and closes just one out of four demos will need to do another 80 demos per month. Now, of course, that could be quite a lot or a little depending on the company's size and growth rate and, you know, equally the product complexity. We can also use a company's demo closure rate to find cost per sale. Now for that same SaaS company, they spend $1,000 on 20 demos, signing up about five new clients. That makes their cost per sale $200. Small to mid-sized SaaS companies generally spend somewhere between 50 to 500 per sale. The next step is to ask what fraction of website visitors ultimately convert to demos. For our new clients, the answer, generally speaking at least, is tiny. SaaS companies that are only beginning to focus on marketing don't usually have the kinds of website lead magnets, so teaser content, tutorials, etc., that we find essential to boosting conversions. They often convert only one out of every hundred visitors or so. Sometimes much less, sometimes more. Look, it varies widely, let's be honest. But the answer nonetheless points us towards a click goal, the number of new visitors needed to produce the demos necessary to reach the MRR growth target. To get it, 
we simply divide the required number of demos by the fraction of visitors that convert to demos. With the parameters of our example, it looks like this. 80 divided by 0.01 equals 8,000. So the question now becomes, how much will it cost to get those 8,000 visitors? Typically, this is answered first by figuring out which channels best fit the company's customers. LinkedIn, Facebook, or Quora. And the best bet is to test a variety and see which yields the highest conversion rate on demos. Once that step is complete, calculating the budget necessary to reach the target MRR growth is, is really easy. We simply multiply the number of clicks that we need by the blended average cost per click. That's all of the channels together. For those that need more accuracy, you know, you could of course multiply this out on a channel by channel basis, estimating traffic from each channel, effectively an unblended version. So to recap here, our strategy for finding the right marketing budget for a B2B SaaS company consists of these eight basic steps. One, identify a target for MRR growth. Two, determine the number of new users required to hit that target. Three, identify the rate of demo closure. Four, use the demo closure rate to calculate the demos required to reach the needed number of new users. Five, identify the fraction of websites that convert to demos. Six, calculate a click goal by dividing the number of demos required to hit the MRR growth target by the demo conversion rate. Seven, test traffic channels to find the best customer channel fit. And eight, calculate a marketing budget by multiplying the click goal by the blended average cost per click across effective channels. Whew, there you go. And by the time a company approaches us for help, they've typically tried a number of marketing solutions without achieving the results they were looking for. Their reluctance to invest in marketing often comes from a sense that things that make marketing succeed or fail are kind of mysterious, like a black box. And as a result, they price a marketing budget based on what they feel comfortable with not realizing that what makes them feel comfortable is gonna disappoint their expectations for MRR growth every time. But by using those MRR expectations as the basis for calculating a marketing budget, SaaS companies can work backwards, step-by-step, step, to end up right where they want to be. Now, before we close out here, I wanna talk a bit about payback periods. Now, we talked about this in a previous episode, but I'm gonna summarize here. The three to one golden ratio for LTV to CAC is based on the idea that once a B2B SaaS company has profited twice as much from a customer as they invested in acquiring them, any additional profit is gravy. And when we're working with a client that has a high LTV to CAC ratio, let's say three to one or greater, we encourage them to plow a good portion of that profit into marketing, using the formula that we outlined earlier in this episode to create a marketing budget designed for their growth goals. They generally ramp up quickly from 10,000 or 15,000 to 25,000 or $30,000 and so on. And once they see a favorable pattern develop, skepticism about bigger marketing spends tends to evaporate, and they set their sights on much more aggressive MRR growth targets. Naturally, SaaS companies want to, to the extent that they can, limit their payback period as well. That's the interval over which a company recoups the cost of acquiring a customer. Now it's only then, after all, that the profitability actually begins. But for SaaS companies that don't have VC funding at their disposal, a long payback period can also severely limit the possibility of acquiring customers. A founder can hardly be expected to outlay for additional marketing while they're eating ramen and waiting for existing customers to pay them into the black. Now we should note that the payback period is independent of LTV and CAC ratio. Two companies, one with a high monthly price and a short average customer lifetime, and another with the inverse, so low price and high lifetime, they could have the same payback period. 
It's also worth noting that the golden ratio works for VC companies particularly well, and less so for unfunded ones. The SaaS firms without tons of cash on hand to spend acquiring customers understandably tend to be more sensitive about recouping their CAC in a timely fashion. And for them, CAC payback period may well be a more important metric than LTV to CAC ratio. And that's the argument we make a lot. Generally speaking, a good payback period rule of thumb for these companies is three to four months. And look, that's a general rule here. Every company is different. But a well-funded B2B SaaS company could theoretically have a payback period many times longer and still be a picture of fiscal health. But some funded founders nonetheless adopt a scarcity mindset. This can be prudent. It's important to maximize return on investment, but it can also lead to self-defeating short-sightedness. So a founder who's always fretting about their payback period, despite having ample funds at their disposal, probably isn't very confident in their product and isn't likely to devote appropriate spending to marketing. The result, it's a perpetual negative feedback loop. Fearing that the market won't reward them, the founder is likely to lose share in it. We'll see you next time. So if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our work with us page or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site now if you're not ready to do that definitely say hi anyway you can ping me on twitter i'm at i am mark thomas that's mark with a c or you can ping our founder and ceo dev basu d-e-v-b-a-s-u connect with us there looking forward to seeing you again for another episode